I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. You're listening to Black Girl Blueprint. Because black girls did it first. And honestly, better. Period. Period. (laughs) Hi, everyone, and welcome to Black Girl Blueprint, your fave podcast for all the Gen Z black girl tea. My name's Lauren. And my name is McKean, and thanks everybody for tuning in to today's episode. We have a super, super dope conversation lined up, and we're just really going to get into, like, body image and self-love with our very special guest, Ariam. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Of course. We are so, so happy to have you here. We're so excited. We're so hyped. I was literally telling McKean, literally before we started recording this episode, you were the first person that I ever followed on TikTok. So this is like a dream. I'm like fangirling. You were. So. Just, I downloaded TikTok. I was like, I want to see more fashion videos. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. So introduce the people. Let everybody know who you are. Name, age, whatever, where are you from? Let us know it all. Okay. Um, my name is Arnim. Um, I'm 22. I also go by I Am Ready B on all platforms. Um, I'm from uh, the DMV area um, and I specialize in like fashion and makeup videos on TikTok and honestly dabble in a lot of other things but those are my main two things that I uh, specialize in. I mean it's a little something. <laughs> yes it's very spe- it's specializes on understatement. We see we see you girl we see you. <laughs> we see, we see it all. That's great yes thank you we're so happy to have you here literally so excited for this conversation. Um, but yeah, before we get into it, what we got going on. So for mm-hmm. those who don't know, Read the Room is just how we start every episode. We talk about pop culture. We talk about Black Twitter, because you know, they always got some content for us. We talk about whatever's going on in our lives, whatever's going on in y'all's lives. But today, we're just going to talk about two things that are like, you know, current events type of things. Before we get into our second Read the Room topic, we're first going to talk about spooky season. So... Mm-hmm. You know, it's October. I honestly, I saw Halloween decorations in like mid-September. So, you know, mm-hmm. no, it's October. It's like Halloween season. You can't go to the store without remembering. You can't go on Twitter without seeing like something about spooky season. And this is a hot take. I didn't grow up celebrating Halloween. Like my mom w- wouldn't let me because it was like the devil's holiday or something. So okay. I, I did not grow up dressing up for Halloween. So honestly, I don't. It's to the point where, like, I used to want to so bad. I remember the one time I did, I had to write, like, a letter to my mom being like, here's the research I did on Halloween. It's not the devil's holiday. I just want candy. (laughs) But so even now, 
<laughs> even now I'm just kind of like oh shoot yeah that is like this time of year like oh people do celebrate yeah. Halloween so yeah. I'm trying to yeah for real like yeah. what y'all do it's just so yeah anyways favorite fall activities favorite fall foods movies I know mm. one thing people be trying to trash on candy corn I like candy Listen. corn so <laughs> candy corn I don't know it's not my favorite but you know, if it is, like, mixed up in the candy, I'll eat it. But I was going to say, it's so <laughs> funny because my parents were the same exact way about Halloween. I think when I was a kid, I only got to dress up for Halloween once. And it was because my church was doing something on Halloween night. So that I dressed up as, like, I think I had, like, a Cleopatra costume. And then I had my little baby Moses in my little thing. And I was like, right. Not Moses. I, <laughs> in my little basket. And it was, like, a dress-up competition. But, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be Moses. It was just, like, a random doll I had. I had to put it together. I had to, you know, win the competition. So I was like, this is Moses. Did you win? I did win. I did win. And it was a little cash prize. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what about it? And dope. Exactly. But, no, I love Halloween now that I get to celebrate it. I'm actually thinking about being Scary Spice this year for Halloween. You know, from the Spice. Listen. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that was the same way for me too. With my parents, they were, or at least my mom. She was like, she knows she's very religious, so she was like not into Halloween whatsoever. But like, she tolerated it um, because my dad was like, ah, just let them have their fun, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, it was never anything sco- spooky. It was strictly like pumpkins, and that's <laughs> it. Like she was like, no right. spirits in this house. No. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Yeah, she should. Yeah, a ghost? No. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. I was like, you know what? She's on to something. I literally had to sneak and watch, like, the Disney Halloween movie. Like, one time my mom caught me watching Halloween Town, and I got in so much trouble. I was like, hey. I was like what do you Town. want me to do? It was Halloween Town. I've seen all four movies. I am a stan. <laughs> I've seen all the Halloween Town movies. I love them so much. They're mostly ghostly. Listen, any Disney Halloween movie, I've seen it. Listen. Wait, let's talk about Under Wraps. Exactly. Yeah, oh, wait, I don't know that one. Sorry. Well, you've never seen that. <laughs> you need to get into it. Honestly, you've been slacking. You've been Under mostly, wraps? Yeah. Mostly ghostly? There's a bunch. Mm-hmm. There's more. Just that get into it. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I don't but know. I was okay. going to say, <laughs> I'm thinking about, you know that China Ann McClain song? The Calling All the Monsters? The calling All the Monsters. <laughs> she invented Halloween. Listen, I don't think she understood. I don't think she knows that she gave us the bop of the century. Of I don't century. think she realized her impact. Her impact, like time. her mind. Her mind. How do we give her her flowers? In terms of other, like I guess fall. I, I love fall. I we, I we I've talked about it every episode since September, so I know y'all tired of hearing this. But <laughs> I love fall. I love apple picking. I love like baking stuff like I don't even know if that has to be associated with fall but it is in my mind and I love it I can't wait to go apple picking I tried to go the other day and there were just mad people there and coronavirus was like Mm-mm. I felt it oh, around man. in the air so I was like let me get out <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully I'm gonna go this week so I can make me some apple pie because that is probably my favorite like fall festivity I love the foliage I'm from New England so I just love like watching the leaves change and all of that stuff as it gets cold and like I need a blanket, I need a sweater. So yes, yeah. sweater weather. <laughs> yes, man, like, that was the same for me with um, uh, I, there's like fall festivals like a lot in this area, um, specifically like in I guess like not really southern Virginia, but it's like a little bit down like maybe like thirty minutes away from like um northern Virginia and things like that, and um, 
they just always there's like this one festival that I've been going to since I was like five and it's literally just like mazes but it's really kid friendly like kids that are five might be spooked out going there and you will definitely see my grown self going every single year <laughs> um is it meant for me no but like those hay rides absolutely like, enjoy yourself i absolutely you with the toddlers on that hay ride. yeah I, <laughs> I, was, I was here before y'all you need to respect your elders okay <laughs> i'm screaming yeah. i love I things can't. like that Wait, that's so cute see i feel like i missed out on all of that because you know i grew up on an island we have one season there is no fall there are no hay rides there is no apple picking so i feel like in terms of like the caribbean doesn't really have that type of stuff so yeah for me i never got to do like the hay rides and the fall festivals but now i'm in new york so i'm like why what's my excuse now for having not done it nothing there's no coronavirus i mean true. Coronavirus. <laughs> i mean true but i don't know maybe i will use this spooky season maybe i will go like out on a little fall adventure. I don't like the cold though. Me and the cold, we don't get along. See, this is the thing that McKean and I don't agree on every single episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy there was sun today. McKean's like, oh my gosh, it's getting cold. I love it. I'm like, Literally, <laughs> I need an extra layer today. You know? So, <laughs> I can't get out my knit scarves, you know? It drops like 10 degrees. It. I'm like, it's, it's time. Mm-hmm. It I'm feels here. like a, uh, <laughs> like I'm here. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that for both of you. <laughs> okay, next topic on the Read the Room roster. Oh, wait, that, that was like a nice little RRR. Read the Room roster might be the new name. Anyways. Ooh, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put that on the list. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. The Savage yeah. X Fenty show and men's line launch. Like, I just want you to know y'all's thoughts. What are the thoughts? RM, do you want to go first? Let Listen, us know. I love... I'm not even kidding, like, um, just seeing the launches. I didn't even get to see the entire full show um, because I've been, like, really busy, like, you know, back to that, like, you know, spooky looks and stuff like that. But, like, from the recaps I saw on Twitter and the models that she was using, I was, like, um, like, the positive recaps, things like that. It was a lot of, you know, I was seeing a lot of inclusivity, and I was here for it of all sizes. And I saw, like, the impact that it had, especially on her male supporters and how they, I know there's one tweet that went super viral that was like, you know, yo, this is like the first time I'm seeing someone like me being represented. And that was like a big freaking deal, especially for um, a lot of big boys out there. You know what I mean? It was like a really big deal. And then for me as well, like I've never been into like lingerie modeling or anything like that. Yeah, and that's something that really is like, you know what, maybe I can do this because I've I've never seen, (laughs) You know, like, it, it was just, like, a very inspiring show. And um, I think she knocked it out of the park, especially with the male models and things like that. And I'm so blown that everything was sold out, but it's okay. We can catch in the next round. It's all they good. come back. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw the exact same tweet that you're talking about. And it made my heart so mm-hmm. full. And, like, all the guys yeah. and, like, the replies and stuff, too. They were like, yeah, me too. Like, she's really out here, like, showing us that representation. I feel like Rihanna, since... Like, even when she launched her, like, makeup line, she's always been, like, about, like, inclusivity and representation. Like, that's always been her thing. And period, because these other brands, who is doing it like Rihanna when it comes to representation and inclusivity? Nobody. Nobody Nobody (laughs) at all. So I'm so here for it. I'm so happy it, like, made so many people feel, like, so happy, so full. So, you know what I mean? Just my heart. I get the warm and fuzzies whenever I think about it. But I'm really happy that she's, like, 
you know, she's doing the work and, and it's, yes. it's paying off. I also feel like there's something so valuable about her doing it right now, especially when I feel like the Victoria's Secret show honestly just hasn't been doing it in the past few years. Like nobody really is wanting to watch like size zero models walk down a catwalk in the same lingerie every year, like with a couple like basic performances and like no other appeal. And I feel like she, I think that part of the reason Victoria's Secret was flopping was because of the fact that like, it wasn't for women. It was for men to watch very clearly. Like it, it really wasn't for women to enjoy or like see themselves in it. And I feel like Rihanna saw that and like, was like, okay, like I know what I want to see in a show. Like I want to see a show, like literally like, like the Victoria's Secret thing is, so a little like they should be walking back and forth like what am I supposed to enjoy about this and so I feel like it's so savvy it's so clever she's just so clever like to do this now and in this way when she sees the conversations happening about like more inclusivity because inclusivity needed in this industry and she's like I can do that like that is more than within my reach like I'm just gonna do it and I'm gonna have like the dopest lineup like Coachella couldn't even have this lineup like it's just Right, like literally everything. Check every box. I'm just blown away. I really support her. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I'm really a fan of it, too. especially um, what you said about like being well within her reach. And I always like, you know, that's always like things like I don't know why brands act like they're not in it, like in all in all ranges, like clothing stores, um, makeup lines, things like that. It's just like I don't like hair type like lines. I don't understand why y'all act like you don't have the facilities to do it you have the market right like there's a marketable right. bunch right there you just don't want to provide to them and that's cool keep it because we're gonna come over free <laughs> in the service and that's all exactly. good we don't need all Period. that <laughs> good raggy wholesale we good <laughs> <laughs> well i think getting into the main topic of today's conversation which is you and your work and you know just <laughs> stuff about ourselves also but we want to talk about your extreme TikTok success as Lauren mentioned and as I'm sure like many people listening can relate to like you're the viewer honestly I don't have TikTok but I've seen your face everywhere else and like honestly you were some of the first TikToks I saw in my other timelines which is when I was like oh shoot like let me pay attention to what's happening over there so thank yeah. you for that and like I think a lot of people can relate to that so before before we get into all the success that we want to know well, explain I Am Braddy B. How did this, like, brand or name come to be? And, like, where, where was that from? Um, well, I was, like, bouncing around, like, with usernames um, when I was, like, I don't know. I think it was, like, 2014 or something like that. Um, and I remember, like, I was a part of, like, this dance troupe for a very short period of time. Um but like when I was in that dance trip, you know, you're exposed to like the people that they follow and like things like that. And I noticed a lot of people using like I am and da da da. And then that was also the year that Beyonce's self-titled album came out. And there was like, you, she was like referring to herself as Baddie B. And there's like a lot of like components to it, but like Baddie B. And then I was also like really into indie. I was going through a lot of phases <laughs> like in my teens. <laughs> and then one of them was, um, Baddie B uh, with Beyonce and then we go over to like the indie side and then there's this one band that I like have loved since I was like able to understand like indie music I don't even know but like but Best Coast and they have a song called Braddy B so it was I am Braddy B 
and I would go with it. But I don't know, everybody thinks I'm just like a Cardi fan. I love Cardi, but like everyone thinks this is just like basically Cardi B's ad name. And I was like, no, but it's okay. I'm just let y'all think that because it's more work to, yeah. <laughs> but that's where my ad name came from. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I think it's so cute. I think it's so clever. I love that there's a whole backstory to go with it. Cause like not only like aesthetically, mm-hmm. like it looks good. Like we love an I am Braddy B. But also the fact that there's like, you know, so much that went into it, so much thought, like your mind, your mind, you really, you did, you did the thing with that one, right. I love that for you. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, let's talk about TikTok. I want to hear more. Like I said at the beginning, when I first started watching TikToks, you were the first person I followed on TikTok. So when did you get into the app? When did you start making them? What made you want to get started? Like, how did your introduction to TikTok get started? So um, when I started making, so I got on the app last June um, and I like hopped in right when there was like, it was like trending, but more so like people who are posting on um, like, you know, like people who post like those reels on Instagram and things like that. That's how I like saw it. And I kept seeing it so much. And I kept seeing this one artist, um, Abby Artistry. Um, and she like kept popping up on my um my instagram explore page so i downloaded that and um i didn't really know what i was going to do just because i was like this is new territory all i've known since then was instagram which is just like selfies and twitter which was just people dragging back and forth and i was like hold on why are y'all wholesome at least the side of tiktok that i was thrown into was like it was just everybody trying to support everybody else and um, that was when the algorithm was like A1 and like my second day of like making makeup videos, I did a Beetlejuice look and it went viral for me, like someone who was only at like 3000 followers at the time. And I think it got like 20 like something thousand likes and like big amount of views. And I was like, oh snap, okay, maybe there's something that I could like get on. Um, and that entire summer I was just pushing out looks and looks and looks. Um, And I noticed that it was like a steady, like, you know, plateau of like views and things like that. Like I'd reached like going on the For You page and all that. And somewhere around November is when we lost, like we had a family death and everything like that. And I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to like rebrand. I'm kind of like, I need to see a new me. This is like, makeup is just not something that it's like, it does give me joy still now. I found like joining it again. But back then I was just like, I feel like it's very repetitive. I feel like it's a chore and it's not something that is making me happy. Um, And that was also when I was very like, as a lot of people know, like my first viral tweet was a TikTok of me saying like, um, this is stuff that I don't wear outside. And it was very true and people thought I was capping. And I was like, no, I don't wear this outside. You will catch me in the same like cycle of hoodies and sweatpants. These are just like funky outfits or things that I just never knew how to dress. And um. I posted an outfit video and it was like very like baby outfits compared to what I do now. Um, But it was very true that I didn't wear them out. And it was just like a lot of like positive responses for the most part. And I saw a lot of people saying like, "Um, this is really cool because I don't see a lot of people who thrift like look like me. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll make some more. I got y'all. More inspiration videos, I got you. And uh, that's where I'm at. And I've just continued to make it since then. <laughs> Period. That's yeah. kudos. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I feel like that's <laughs> dope. And I feel like that's so real. 
and it's so interesting. I don't know about like the sides of TikTok again. I only see what makes it to my Twitter timeline. But that's mm-hmm. nice, at least to know that there's a wholesome side of some social media somewhere because that's important. Mm-hmm. And I feel like also yeah. it's so important that you were clear about the fact that like you were like, I know y'all love this, but like this is not exactly what I want to do. And I feel like that's really hard in content creation, like going away from like what you're known for up to date or like what has been working so far and like choosing to go in a different direction. That's major. So like kudos to you for that. Shoot. Like give us a little lesson. (laughs) But I think, yeah, for real. (laughs) Um, Once of your, most of your TikToks are centered around like fashion and beauty. Like we've talked about a little bit so far. So when, you know, I know maybe you, Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important straight a little bit from this just makeup focus and you've included a lot of like styling now but when did you know like and how did you know like that's something I want to try and like then how did you start to learn it like what did you have to learn and like what did you sort of just bring based on what you'd already done so um I well when I first made like that first video like watching it back it was very much just like dresses from like H&M and like jean jackets and things that I've thrifted and stuff like that um like the very basics of thrifted things and like I literally look I my closet is ridiculous but like there's a lot of random pieces that I like picked up from the thrift stores because when I'm looking at thrift stores I'm like what's the most unique thing that I will never find anywhere else because that's what I'm looking for besides like the big and basic stuff and um I literally had so much of that sitting in my closet especially from when a lot of the stuff was when, like, you know, thrifting was big in, like, 2012, because, like, Macklemore and stuff. Um, but, <laughs> like, Macklemore. I said, oh, man, Macklemore, I hope he's doing good. <laughs> For real, what happened? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so my sister put me on to thrifting before that, um, like, in middle school. And that was when, like, you know, everybody was, like, embarrassed to be thrifting and stuff like that. So I just had a lot of random things that, like, younger me didn't know how to style and I was like there was a lot of things that you know when through moving and stuff they were like okay you got to get rid of something I was like all right but like the 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 grandpa sweater stay you know the the Michelle Tanner Swisher jackets they gotta stay they're not going anywhere and um that's just like after I saw a positive response with just like regular outfits I was like you know what let me take it up a notch because I'm not seeing anybody raise up to the level um so I that's when I started doing those like thrifted videos especially because I didn't see a lot of like anybody in like the like the plus size realm doing those like fun thrifted videos that I saw it was always the same aesthetic conventionally attractive people doing it you know what I mean um and I was like I love it but I'm bored like I need to see some something else on my for you pages um so that's when I started doing it and um that's when like 90s clothing kind of became my brand and I was like it's just a regular like outfit for me but for everyone else it's like whoa it's giving me nostalgia and I was like (laughs) yeah it's giving 90s yeah (laughs) and um that's where that's where it like grew from and then I was like okay y'all want more and I just based it off of like things that I listened to majority of the time like music that I grew up on 
and like TV shows, especially because, you know, those reruns were always playing. I'm, I know I'm technically a 2000s baby, but the reruns, it's still there, you know? And um, that's where, and also like things that my mom and dad, like going through photo albums, I go through them pretty regularly and things like that. Um, and my mom was like a big reason why I dress the way that I do, because I was like, mom, why'd you throw out this like onesie that I definitely can't fit in now? But like, I'm mad you threw it out because it was really cute. You know what right, I mean? Like I could have like, had you know, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's up with that? But um, that's basically how it came to be, like to the point where I'm at now. And now I'm just like, y'all want me to try something new? I'll try something new. Like now it's like nothing new to me just because like I got over the, you know, lumps and shapes that I have and stuff like that. And I was like, it is what it is. Like hand over the the latex. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I love that. I like, think that's such a wholesome journey. And I think for me, like I, I've said this like three times now, I love your lookbooks. I love your sense of fashion. And I think for me, someone who's like just, just starting to get into like thrifting, trying to like up my fashion sense. Cause you know, my, my mom bought my clothes for a large portion of my life. So I never same, <laughs> developed same. any sense of like a fashion style of my own, trying to figure out like what you know, like works for me or whatever. So I think for anyone listening who's like might not be as like into fashion or whatever, or might not like have had that experience yet, because it's me. I'm asking this for me, asking for, but I'll ask you for myself. What tips do you have for like, I don't know, like when it comes to thrifting, because I know sometimes it can be like really overwhelming when like there's a lot of different rows and aisles of like different clothing. Also, when it comes to like maybe like pattern matching or like color matching. I know I heard something on TikTok about like texture matching. I'm not sure. I do be on fashion TikTok, but I, I be wearing this every single day. So <laughs> put me on, put me on, let me know. So um, I think my biggest uh, tip that I had for like thrifting, it's just like, I always go in, I don't always go in with like an idea of like what aesthetic I want but it does help me because it helps me kind of seek out what type of pieces I'm looking for or what would fit for that aesthetic because like a lot of like people who like follow me see that I'm going through through aesthetics like it's nobody's business like one day it's e-girl one day it's 70s bombshell one day it's 90s pop grunge or whatever um and it's like it goes back for me personally it goes back to like the tv shows that I watched a lot of the time um more so over music, uh, unless it's like modern music or something like that. But, um, you know, I'd be like, oh my God, this is like, you know, you were talking about Spice Girls, how you're going to be there for Halloween. If I see like a cheetah, like tube top or tube dress or something, I'm like, you know what, this would be a really cute Spice Girl outfit. And I literally keep it like in the back of my mind, it's like, boop, boop. and I get it. And I was like, you know what, if, there, if I ever have a time where I'm making that video, that's where it's going to be. Um, but for thrifting, uh, like overwhelming things, I know exactly what that was like. I just take my time when I'm in there just because you literally never know what is going to be in that store. Um, the other day I was literally, I had like a pretty bad, um, like pretty bad cycle with like the clothes that were in the thrift store. Um, nothing was really hitting for me and that's okay. I usually like, if nothing really hits in the clothing section, I go to the accessories because you can always build an outfit off of your accessories. Um, so, and there's always fun purses, like the purse that I will never let go. And I always tell my followers, I will die on this hill is my cloth purse. And that's like my prized possession. <laughs> yeah, she knows what I'm talking about, exactly. I know that purse, and I've seen I, that purse. <laughs> the way that I'm never letting that purse go. And it's like, everybody's like, um, 
chef's kiss for real <laughs> that's exactly what they uh what I tell my followers like a lot of my outfits based off of like what I had with that purse were like you know what okay you got a clock purse are we gonna go with like I don't know screech from like say by the bell or are we gonna go with um very like a pop funk type of thing or you know muted outfit with a pop of color and like a fun purse or things like that and also hats um I found like ridiculous amounts of hats I think I have enough hats to last me a lifetime I don't really wear them often but like I do have them just on hand just in case for any lookbooks that's the one I usually shop for now but um yeah I always uh, like always look through the, the accessories if you never have any luck with like clothing um but I keep my mind open when I'm shopping in the clothing sections just because you know a lot of the my, my jeans are from the men's section it's like pretty common thing that like a lot of like you know, people who are thrifting know, but that's, for someone who doesn't know, like, mom jeans usually don't fit, yeah, mom jeans, um, I don't usually get them from the women's section, just because the torso area isn't as high-waisted as you want it to be, the men's section, like, I, I don't know, they just designed their jeans to be, like, a longer torso, so um, they work really well for, like, high-waisted mom jeans, and that's, like, the types of things that I um, look out for, like, you know, lingerie section is where you could find those, like, slinky dresses and things like that, like, you just have to keep an open mind when you're thrifting. You can't like just look at the women's top section and only see women's tops or look at the men's trousers and only see like a certain style of trousers or things of that sort. Um, and that's usually what I keep in mind when I'm going and just taking your time when you go in there. Like I, I'll spend, if I can, I'll spend like an hour and a half going through like almost every rack that like, you know, will pertain to me and be like, okay, well, I'm looking for a dress that looks like something that could be out of like Buffy the Vampire, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So let me look for like black dresses with like red accents or red dresses and things of that sort, you know? Going in there with something that like, that inspires you, usually helps you find what you're looking for that'll actually um, make it enjoyable, an enjoyable process for you. Not just like, man, this is doing too much. I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? It makes it fun. So that's, that's what I do. <laughs> that's amazing. I've, I've thrift on occasion, but like, I didn't know there was a whole technique. I mean, I'm gonna need to like re-listen to this and write everything you just said down, especially the part about yeah. men's jeans, because I've always been wondering how, how the girls be getting jeans that fit the waist like that. Like, where do they come from? Now I know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. But one thing that, you know, the main focus of today's conversation and, you know, getting into that is body image. And I think, you know, you mentioned how you didn't see people that like were built anything like you making these fashion looks on TikTok or really anywhere else. We didn't see it in the Victoria's Secret fashion show. And we're glad to see it now with Savage X Fenty, but this is still like a new thing. And I feel like one question we wanted to ask each of us to start the conversation off is just like, what has the world taught us to think about ourselves and to think about our own bodies? Like, whether that's media, whether that's, you know, just like our families, anybody around us, like what have we really been taught to like think about ourselves? Because one thing that my friend actually said to me the other day, she was like, you know, negative thoughts and insecurities aren't self-generated. Like they're things that we are taught and then internalize about ourselves that we sort of like start to think are our own thoughts, but ultimately they aren't. So like, I'm curious, you know, for y'all, what are, what are some things that you guys have been told in like, thus had to like work to unlearn in recent years about yourselves anyone could take it or if nobody wants to go I could go <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah um there's um 
what for me at least like learning from like the past year um uh i i would say that it was like accepting yourself like as you are right now is like probably the most important thing for me because there's a lot of days where i'm not feeling myself in whatever pieces that i'm wearing and it's like sometimes it's just like you know like you just sit there and look at me it's like hey hey you realize that you are that girl right and it's like yeah no I'm just not feeling like ah we don't do that I'm just we don't do that but it's just do you know you're that girl and it's like yeah I know I am it's like okay then so you can do it right and I was like yeah right and it's like okay then do it because it's just like (laughs) yeah but like honestly please make a TikTok about that I saw it I saw the vision of you talking to yourself in the mirror just now please (laughs) oh man we're here for it I will repost (laughs) (laughs) sorry continue (laughs) (laughs) but that's like um the gist of it the gist of it was just like appreciating yourself as you are just because it's like you can't tweak yourself you know you hear it from a lot of like it could be from family it could be from like the internet for me it's like a mixture of like both just because especially it's because like when it's from family it's never ill intentions but they it's still it's not translated as that sometimes so it's like you know be great you know just got to work on this one little thing and it's like "Ah, i'm gonna work on anything if it happens it happens if not i'm good you know what i mean unless it's like your personal goal it's not my personal goal so that's like that's a you thing if that's something you want to work on you can work on that and that's just like like something like to think about um it doesn't have to be like that like aggressive but that's just like my mindset you know it's just like it's not for me it's not for me um I'm doing my own thing if I'm existing and I'm happy in my own body then that's where I'm at if I'm not happy with it figuring out what it is and kind of like deconstructing like okay why do you feel that way and if it's not a really justifiable justifiable reason it's just like is it really something to really like put yourself down for constantly about uh but that's where i was gonna go at but if anyone else will take the table <laughs> i feel like i have something i have to add i feel like there was a tweet that i saw that i think really resonated with me because i wasn't exactly sure why i had such a difficult relationship with my body and to the tweet basically said like stop expecting yourself to look the same way you looked at 14 when you were literally prepubescent like you hadn't even hit puberty yet or things like that it's like stop comparing yourself your body to like you know what you looked like when you hadn't even fully developed yet or like became like a woman yet and i think that seems like a relatively like simple statement but i think for me that hit hard especially I don't know because I kept thinking like oh my gosh like I'd look at old pictures and be like I used to be like so small I used to be like like you were 12 what what did you think that you were going to look like at 12 you know what I mean so I think just there's also there's a lot of unrealistic body expectations that we see like you know all over social media so like when I see those girls with like even on TikTok with like the dancing videos and like there's not a single role going on I'm like how are you moving like that and there's nothing there I'm like huh but just things like that and like these all these unrealistic body expectations and then i think personally being like oh my gosh i used to look like this and like trying to understand that like you're still growing you're still like developing like and i think that that's okay so i guess for me i think accepting like change is something that i really had to unlearn for myself and just to stop comparing myself to these girls because something that i realized too i think it was there's an instagram account that talks all about it but like these girls or like actually people in general that we're like comparing ourselves to, they don't even look like that. So I feel like social media, Facetune. like <laughs> Facetune, all the like Photoshop editing apps, even this isn't related necessarily to like body image, but in terms of my acne, like I struggled a lot with that. And I would see all these girls with like the models with like perfect skin. 
and then that account posted a picture like the before and the after editing process and it's like wait they have acne too or whatever like social media is not real in that regards so I think just like accepting myself where I'm at not comparing myself to other people and also accepting that like I'm 19 like my body is going to change it's, I'm not going to look the same at 30 that I did at 19 and like I shouldn't look the same at 30 as I did at 19 you know what I mean so that's where that's where my mind's at in terms of my journey um I guess you know sort of my response I was trying to think of like what I would say it's tough when you know you you were taught certain things like even now that I'm rewatching all of those like 90s tv shows on Netflix that have been you know the black ones specifically sorry I, I, don't, I haven't seen the white ones but <laughs> in them they're always talking about like I don't like in girlfriends specifically they stay coming for Joan for having like a big butt or like everything is about like being skinny and like the other girl's trash just because she's like not skinny and like just all this stuff and I didn't even realize how rampant it was until I'm like watching it now with the perspective of like 2020 and like ex understanding that that is not something that you should say especially like in a show where a bunch of little girls are watching so honestly it's kind of crazy but and I'm even thinking of like I think that's so Raven was maybe the first place where it felt validated and I'm so grateful for Miss Raven Simone for like helping me to see myself in a way that nobody else did as a child like if, I think there was a scene or something do you know the one I mean where she like was at her job or something yes. or, like she was a model you know okay wait, wait you say it because I think like, yeah <laughs> you the Donna Kavane I know exactly I've been watching the reruns every Saturday <laughs> up until I was like 14 Donna Kavane was playing with her some magazine and they were talking about they photoshopped her to look like this is like hold up this is not my body it's just like that's right. my face that's not my body and i was like mm, ray ray you are right what right. is going on here i was just like what is this a monstrosity but like yeah that was like a really um that was like a like a pivoting turning point for me too like raven was one of the first times that i saw that and i was like and raven wasn't even like plus like big to begin with and that's why i was like hold on she was pretty average size and it was the same for um like rewatching the parkers like you said, I was yes. like, um, why were they always coming for Kim? Like, she was, like, why? the big girl. And I was like, she's pretty close to me. She looks like, you know, she's not even that far off. She just, it, like, I don't get it, you know? It was just it really weird. All the, the yeah, the aggressions that they, like, had towards them specifically was, like, all the jokes that would go towards them was, and, like, Joan, too, was, like, okay, girl, but at least I don't have a big butt. And it's like, okay, girl, well, at least I'm not, like, chunky. And I was like, hold on, but, like, Right. I know it's like different times or whatever, but it's just crazy to see the contrast in it because you know that would not like that wouldn't even come out of the the first draft of that scripting room. Right, you get <laughs> clicked out of the writing jokes. room if you pull with that type of joke. Right, <laughs> like, uh -uh. like the thing I'm thinking about though is like how these body standards like aren't even real and how they're like a product of the times. Because I'm thinking about like okay in the '90s, like oh my gosh, you have like a big butt is like you know an insult, and then today it's like you want a big butt like and these things like change so much over time thinking about even like the 50s like this type of body shape was in and like I don't know if you've ever seen those videos that are like on YouTube I know some I think it's refinery 29 or someone does I know this, and it's mean. like it's like the body standards throughout the years and it's like completely changes so it's like there is no perfect body it's just like what society deems to be like you know like the best body right now or whatever but like if you keep wanting to like change your body to like whatever society says is like the most beautiful body right now you will literally never be happy or content because like the next year it's going to change and something else is going to be in it's like i don't know i think about that quite often i'm like how do these like body standards keep changing how do they keep like adjusting in this way and it's just 
yeah, you can't try to keep up with whatever's like in style in terms of like, this is literally your body. Like this is what you live. Like you can't change it. Like you change like fashion trends or styles. And it's just, I I agree with that too. And it's just like, um, I think about that too from time to time. And then I also think about like, what is like, what's going to be like, it's so crazy to think about it this way. It's like, what's going to be the next trending body? You know what I mean? Because you know, they love to, they take a body and go with it. You remember all those plastic surgeons in 2016, we're talking about, get you a BBL, get you a BBL. I was like, hold on, like, I don't want a BBL. Like, why was, I, I don't remember how old I was, how old was I? Like 18 year old, or like 18 or 17 year old me. Why was I following Dr. Miami on Snapchat talking about, oh, when I'm 18, I'm going to get this body. It's like, it's really crazy to think about that there's like a lot of girls who, Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Or just people in general. Like, there's a lot of people who are exposed to that. You know what I mean? And at such a young age, especially in the realm of social media, it's, it was taken to a different level of, like, all those types of like trend like trending bodies and stuff like that you see one of them and suddenly all of them are on your timelines and it's completely okay because like you know we can all exist in our bodies and that's cool but it gets weird when they start when people start to compare you to other people like oh you would look great if you look if you just did this one thing and you look like this person and you're like boom and i was like I don't, but i don't want to like let me exist peacefully i'm good stay over there but yeah i was just crazy to think about like what the next trending body would be just because it's just like i feel like everything's been like, are you just gonna, are we just gonna keep recycling the same ideas of like, okay, well, next thing is in again, and the next is gonna be curvy is back, and it's just like crazy to think about with that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, that's all I had to think about with that piece. No, that's so true. That's so so real. And I think going back to like what we were talking about earlier with like the conversation about like TikTok and fashion, and even like like thrifting and things like that. I've seen a lot of people talk about like how difficult it can be, like thrifting as a plus size woman, especially like you know, when I saw, I think it was a TikTok that got a lot of backlash and it was like a really, really skinny girl, a little skinny white girl, obviously it was. And she was like taking like a bunch of oversized clothes and like, you know, like cutting them up or whatever. And I'm like, sure, you know, do your little DIY, but also like someone could have worn that. And like, you know, or like when you see, I don't know, just people wearing stuff that aren't their size at all, things like that make me think about like, I don't know just how like difficult it can be like sometimes to like be navigating in the fashion space like as a plus size woman so I wanted to like hear from you about like how maybe that's impacted your like fashion sense or also like has your relationship with your body ever maybe stopped you from wanting to experiment with your fashion taste or like held you back from creating any content or anything like that um I think that it was um, like especially like you know in recent years when thrifting became a trend and it became cool or not cool but it was deemed like okay like you weren't gonna get clowned for it for doing it anymore was like when you know you saw like oversized flannels flying off the shelves and you saw like um, the general like women's area is where I would stick to before I was venturing out into like realizing like oh snap you know you can get like the the jeans tip like where it's like you can you can find like mom jeans in the men's section. Like I didn't really know about that. So all I really knew was like the women's tops section, like skirts, whatever. And 
then quickly realizing that like you know those like bigger oversized pieces were gone because you know everybody wants like baggy t-shirts and stuff I was like hold on your baggy t-shirts is my regular size I'm gonna need that because now I'm left with like these like size smalls everywhere and um now I have to like when I go in there I have to like more so of just like okay what sizes are going to fit it's a matter of like what the material is because if they you know if the girls came in they ran through for their hauls and their depop shelves and all that you got to like you know reevaluate and think like okay so what fabrics are going to be more like you know like for- forgiving you know could i fit into the small if it's in if it's like a really stretchy uh material because if it's like with no stretch then you know you're out of luck and it's like an uneventful thrifting day and things like that and there's a lot of pieces in my closet where it was like okay you're no like there's only one of them so you're either especially now because of COVID I really have to sit there and like think I was like okay can this fit me because I can't try this on so I need to know like if this has a chance of fitting um and I've noticed a lot of people doing those upcycling DIYs like I understand like even I overshot like overshoot when I'm like shopping and I'm like you know what these baggy jeans like they'll give that baggy effect but I never really try to go out of my my sizing because I don't really like there are people and people that made that clear to me um that you know, thrifting is a way for, especially for people, a lot of low income people who like, that's their way of like, you know, getting clothing and sometimes staying on trend if they still, if they so pleased to, because they are allowed to do that. And I never want to take away from them. So I keep within my realm, um, especially because I shop for affordability as well. I don't like shopping at like other places just because I can't afford to shop at other places. Um, like, you know, full, like full price places and things like that. Um, so like when I'm shopping and I'm like, you know, I want that baggy size look, I try to cap it at like maybe two sizes bigger, but I'll never go for like the three XLs or like the whatever bigger sizes and like just to downsize it to like a mini skirt, like take that and go to Walmart with that type of stuff. Cause it's just like, it's feeling like very inconsiderate, especially when people are, um, it, it's coming from different places. Cause I understand it's about sustainability um, because that's another reason why I shop. I, I shop for sustainability. Um, but it comes to a point when it's like you consistently doing that, then that's when it's like, it feels like as though you're taking, like when I shop now as a plus size girl thrifting, I, um, there's like so many other things I have to keep in mind because I know that there's going to be, be people who are less considerate. That's that's so interesting. I feel like the, the point you made about like, one, keeping in mind that thrift stores are a lot of times for a lot of poor folks, the only place that they can get their clothing and like you said specifically they deserve to be on trend if they so please and we should keep that in mind when we think about thrifting as this new like sustainable thing and even like thinking about how thrifting can like in the way that it has been sort of publicized on social media now like how it's kind of counterproductive to sustainability and that like now people who need clothing from this place who need clothing from this place are not just making the choice to like oh i want to be sustainable today i'm going to go to the thrift store it's like no i'm going to go to the thrift store because i need some clothes it's like now they're out of luck because their sizes are gone because a bunch of white girls cut the skirts out so i feel like that's so it's interesting and i feel like we don't have that conversation enough about thrifting and i i know at my school like every white woman that thrifts will be like yeah thrifted this sweater for like only 85 dollars and i'm just like dang what first of all what type of thrift store you went to second of all stop (laughs) (laughs) right it's just like you know what this is not crunchy this is not 
eco-friendly like that's still a mess like that is still a problem it doesn't matter if you got yeah. it from like you said like zara or the high-end thrift store in the village like i don't care i don't care the village Anyways, is right <laughs> you know <laughs> i was like y'all think y'all did some huh Mm-mm, no okay, points made zero <laughs> for real <laughs> I was like, okay. i yeah, can't especially with those like oversized sweatshirts i was like i need to cap it i love i love the look but listen, I need sweaters for the winter. This is where I go. Like, this is my happy place. And now it's like, I feel like I got to beat y'all to the punch. I can't. I like, out of it. I can't. Like, listen, if I could buy y'all extra small sweaters, I would. But I can't. It's right there. Every time I go there, I was like, what am I going to do with this baby sweater? What am I going to I really, it's not going to fit. It's, oh, I my can't. God. Y'all I cannot. I need to speak to someone about this. <laughs> I cannot. I guess on a more serious note for the next question, um, sort of thinking about body image and self-love, I guess, you know, and whatever that might mean. What do you sort of like as a Black woman, a young Black woman, and like as a Black girl in the past, um, you know, what, I don't know, why do you think it's so hard for the world to like allow Black women to love our bodies? And like, what and this is a tough question. I don't know if any of us can answer it, answer it, but like, why do you think also it's so important for Black women to sort of reclaim our literal bodies from like whatever has been placed on it? And I guess, you know, where in that does the role of like the individual play and also like community? Because I know you mentioned like how, you know, your start on TikTok was partly successful because of a community of folks who just wanted to uplift each other. So like, how did that maybe help like, help you fight against any feelings of like, I don't know, dysmorphia or whatever might've come up in that to sort of like, remember like, okay, as a black woman, like, you know, maybe few people in this world are gonna tell me to love myself or like, maybe I'm being told X, Y, Z. So like, that was a big question, but like why, ultimately, why is it so important for black girls and black women to sort of learn to to love our bodies, to reclaim our bodies, to, to give our bodies the respect that maybe nobody else will, or like hopefully soon somebody else will, maybe only Rihanna will. <laughs> then I was like, if anything, we got Rihanna. <laughs> like, I yes. Guess in this lifetime, I guess we got Rihanna. She'd be good. Like, cause I guess no one else wants to step up to the plate. But um, I, I think, I think it's a very, um, it's a very hard thing to do because I feel like we there's so many different like standards placed on us specifically. Like you gotta have like, you know, that hourglass figure. Come on, there's so many songs about it. Even like Chunky by Bruno Mars, you know, he's really talking about the measurements that he's into. It's like 37, 27, 42. And I was like, hold up. Cause I can't, I feel like we're gonna be like, can I do that? It's like, no, I guess not. Cause I, I mean, not like that specifically, but you know, a lot of those types of songs where it's like, damn, can we never just have a love song about, oh, I love your eyes, your chocolate eyes, your, your, your skin. I don't know. It always has to come back to, like, the body being, like, that perfect, like, like you know, like, um, y'all remember that? There was, like, one Drake song where he was talking about, like, I, I don't even know. Drake, I, let me not even get into Drake music and his lyrics when it comes to, like, you know, talking about the perfect body size. I was like, oh, there's too many references. But, like. <laughs> he don't even know what he like anymore, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, what does Drake like? Let me shut up. Let me mind my business. But yeah, with um I just think it's there's too many standards placed 
on us, like especially within the music realm, and we're constantly surrounded by that. And I think it's just like, okay, well, if y'all aren't making songs about, you know, the white girl next to me, or even like, you know, a lot of people in like the Latin the Latinx community, like they deal with the same types of um, things. Um, but if y'all aren't comparing me to my white counterparts, then just don't do it at all. And I think it goes like the same with like, um, I just saw a tweet about it, like with like um, plus size girls and there was like a plus size model I want to say, and she was talking about like, how come whenever I post myself in lingerie, like, you know, it's like a skinny girl posts herself in lingerie, it's cute. If it's like conventionally curvy girl posts herself in lingerie, like, you know, everybody's just like, you know, likes it, heart eyes, keeps it moving. But when I post it, it's like, oh my God, you're so confident. You're so this. And it's like, why do I have to be confident? I'm just, I'm just cute, period. You know, it's like, I think it translates the same way with like, you know, why is it like, I always have to be like, oh, you're curvy, you curvy chocolate goddess is like, okay, but are you comparing, are you telling that to my white friend? Are you making songs about my white friend like that? If not, then like, why are y'all putting that stress on me? Um, and I know it's not always ill intentions, but it just always feels as though it comes down to it in some extent, to some extent, um, where it goes past like appreciating our bodies and it's sort of like, this is what you're expecting from us. Um, and uh, at least like for me, like seeing, like, you know, especially like in a lot of, you can hear it like in all realms, it can go from like, you know, like the club songs or whatever to love songs by black, by like black, um, like meant for black women. Or you know, it's some um, it's it's inspired by black women or something like that. Uh, if the artist you know um, makes that clear in its song, and it usually is clear by the descriptions that they're giving and stuff like that. And I just feel like it's like it's a lot of pressure, especially for like younger girls, um, because I was like what seventeen or something. I, I, wait, no, not seventeen. I was like nineteen when like with Bruno Mars and Chunky, like just that song came to mind just because I think about that, those measurements. I was like, that is ridiculous, sir. Just say you want someone who got a BBL and go, because you're not going to get that anywhere else, you know? Um, it just don't work like that, was, right? <laughs> it don't work like that, Chief. It don't work like that. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's I just like um, hearing those types of like songs, I really had to like unlearn that that was something that was um, like normal. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's not a normal like body size to have, and that's oh okay you know what I mean um and I don't think they got like I don't think that's something that's brought up for us enough where now we think that that's like the norm you know what I mean and then it's not for everybody but at least for me that's what I feel like it is so I feel like it's a matter of just like shutting that like that notion out as best as you can even though it's like surrounded by in music and things like that but um like, you know, once you're talking about earlier, like, some, like, you know, uh, like, it's important to, like, appreciate yourself as it is right now. Like, if you have that some sort of mentality like that, it kind of makes it easier to hear those songs. And it's not like, oh, is that song about me? Like, maybe I should, like, check myself and, like, do something about it. It's just like, you know, okay, it's a song where that's, like, the person that he's talking about. Cool, that's cute. But I'm still me and I'm still doing what I need to do. You know what I mean? Um, but because it's like you could that's fine those songs can exist I'm not talking about eradicating that those types of lyrics or songs or whatever but it's just like it just doesn't have to be it all the time if our counterparts aren't getting the same types of songs about our bodies all the time you know what I mean I think that's such a good point that you made and I feel like and I feel like I knew it was there but until you said that I didn't even fully grasp that like I've never heard a song 
by a white man talking about white women and he's talking about like her measurements or like the curve that he wants from her body so it's like why do black women have to live up to these expectations that you know our white counterparts don't ever have to like live up to and I just wow you hit the nail on the wow I'm gonna be thinking about that literally for the rest of the day I'm gonna listen to Chunky I'm so sorry actually, that's fine but like I've, I've actually never heard that song and I just think those measurements are out of pocket I don't know who in the writer's room was like oh like, yeah. Bruno like, little Bruno over there <laughs> what you like, talking about me, measurements let's have a sit down I gotta look down <laughs> at you real quick hold up sir five four let me tell you my measurements okay like <laughs> screaming <laughs> anyway but yeah you hit all the nails on the head with that one I think there's so much to unpack like you said at the end of the day like it really does I think boil down to just like appreciating yourself where you're at and knowing that like that's fine that's what he's looking for that's his little thingy or whatever cool but I think also understanding that like at the end of the day like I love myself I look good and period that that's all there is to it and I think something that I wanted to hear from you because you know I feel like you do have a platform where you are inspiring so many young women and i think black women especially with like i don't want, want to say like confidence but i think po- body positivity and trying to like break down these like standards where it's like you don't have to be like a size zero to be thrifting and like have a great fashion sense blah blah blah, blah. so how does it feel now you know having not grown up with maybe like with as much like plus size representation or role models to look up to to be inspiring so many young plus size women right now like what is that I don't know what does it feel like to be that representation that you didn't have growing up I think it's really um it's really fun like it's really exciting to be that person just because it's like when I first started making those videos I really didn't know what side of Twitter what side of the internet I was going to be thrown on um and you know it can always go one of two ways it can always go like you get that constant hate where you get that constant love and support. And it definitely made it easier to be that person for so many people because I was given so much support through every video that I that I ever post, especially like the earlier stages, because that's when, you know, everybody like TikTok wasn't like a big thing. So it was like going viral and a lot more people were reaching out to me and they were like, hey, now it's like my regular followers. And like, you know, we got like, I love them so much and everything like that. And they're, they still to this day, like let me know. Um, you know, I can put like a name to their face, like with their ads and things like that. And it's like, um, it's cool that I'm still continuously, like they remind me that I'm continuously like inspiring them. Cause there's some days where it's just like, I don't want to seem like I'm superficial posting these outfit videos. And I forget that for a lot of people, it's more than just like uh, an internet girl posting her outfit lookbooks or something. Cause I keep forgetting, like to me, I've already made it a norm that like someone like me can do this kind of these kinds of like outfit videos it's not just reserved for the conventionally skinny girls or anything like that and I forget that it goes past that for a lot of people so they're like hey when you're getting post your your next like outfit video like I need fall inspiration I'm trying to look for fall pieces I was like oh my bad I thought y'all were like over it (laughs) like you know like I thought I ran that course or something like that you know what I mean um and I think it's like it can be like there's like a little bit of pressure sometimes just because I know I'm not like I'm just one of many different types of like plus size like uh um plus size uh representation like I don't represent them all and I always feel like I want to let them know that like I'm not where it caps like I'm not the plus size of all plus size girls like there's way more on the range that are killing it just as much 
Um, and I always look out for them, especially if they're in the same like group as me and stuff like that, just because and it's not just like the girls, I'm talking about anybody, period, where I think it's um, something that they should know, like, it's like doable for them as well. And I know I have like a few mutuals, but it's only like, maybe like three or four that I know that are other plus size people that are in the fashion realm. And I want to see more of that. Um, and I think it's like, really cool that like I'm one of them you know what I mean and I think it's like it's something that should have been done a minute ago and I know I'm not the first one to do it I'm not like the last one to be doing this kind of stuff but it's cool like for this specific niche of like thrifted outfits and things like that like letting them like y'all can do it too like it's not just me like it's a little bit more difficult for us just because we get snubbed sometimes because everybody wants to take our sizes but it's still doable you know what I mean um so I think it's a really like fun thing that like I get to be a part of especially in like the early stages you know what I mean period yes literally so proud of you thank you for being you thank Thank you for being you for not only for me but for literally all of the girls who needed to see that like I'm just imagining what it would have been like if there was a plus size black woman influencer on, on Vine like if I'd seen that in 2014 like what would that have felt like and like that is what you are for so many people and I, yeah. I don't want that to be a daunting thing like I hope that's exciting because I think that's so yeah. and I'm so excited for you and I'm so excited for the girls who get to to witness you and to be on the internet in the time where like people like you are visible because that's so crucial like so crucial and thank you for it <laughs> um, thank you <laughs> as we sort of like near the end of today's conversation um sort of one question we'd like sort of looking to the future, you know, imagining like what is to come, like you said, like what is the next body that's going to be in shape, but also like what are some changes that we want to see? So like we've seen, again, Miss Miss Queen Rihanna changing the game, be like bar, the literal bar, but like what do we want to see, like what changes do you want to see made, not just in the fashion industry, but like, you know, within the beauty industry, within the internet industry, if you will. Um, also, like any dream brands you want to work with, like what, what do you want to see from brands, and then what brands do you want to see you? <laughs> um, I want to see, um, in terms of in like for me, I think they all translate between each other. So like, like fashion to beauty to like just the internet period, they can all like. I I feel like, like we already have the inclusivity thing unlocked. Like we got it. Like you know anybody can exist on your timeline and it's not like back in the day where you would like you know they I mean it still happens it's very like prominent prominent like that someone is going to come for you just for existing because you don't fit what they've been exposed to which is cool you can go ahead and do that but like I think I want to see more than just Rihanna's line I know it's for a lot of us we want to see more than just Savage doing the damn thing we want to see we want to see um I want to see the bigger names like you were talking about like it works the same way like I want to see the high-end brands like whatever we know a lot of these like you know Fashion Nova type of brands like not just to name them but like those types of Instagram boutique brands we know that they don't rock with us unless it's those like ridiculous measurements we know we yeah little waist big butt and we get it but I'm talking about the more classic brands they still have a lot of catching up to do and I know that they've just recently like I saw a lot of um, high-end brands like for fashion month because I was a part of that for TikTok and that was like a really big thing because I don't know who else was a part of it but like 
I was like, hold on, y'all want me to host a segment for it? And I saw that they were working um, with like one of my internet friends, Wisdom, and it was freaking amazing. Like he got to do a segment for Fendi and I was like, Fendi, period. Balenciaga, period. I want to see brands like that working with all types of bodies because I don't feel like I see it enough. I know that they've like incorporated like different skin tones, but it's like, okay, we get it into the, you, you, you got the, the, like, you know, the inclusivity of like race and like, or like just your skin tone and period. But like, we need to see more of like, I, I can't recall. And the fact that I can't recall the last time like Gucci had a plus size model, like that they were pushing on their Instagrams or in these campaigns, that's an issue. You know what I mean? And Rihanna's line, like Savage, like the clothing line, like, I don't know if I saw, I know it was a lot of, a lot of like, a lot, for a lot of us, it was like out of our price points, <laughs> at least for me. That's so I was like, I don't know, actually, because I wasn't on that site. I'm going to be real with you, but I was here for the support. I was supporting and everything. But like, um, I think it was um, just something that it just like with these high end, higher end brands, like I'm going to need to see them step it up. Like they've been in the game for the longest time, including makeup too. Like, I don't think I can shop at most high-end makeup lines like Chanel and all of that because I don't think their shade ranges go that deep. Um, and I don't think that that's too much to ask for. It's in your price point. Y'all are literally high-end brands. I know there's a lot that goes into production, but let's not act like it's something that can't be done. So like, let's re, let, like, let's go back to the drawing board. Next campaign, there's a lot of like, impression of no, not that's not just me trying to like plug myself for something i do want to work with them like those like high-end like like you know fendi's chanel's gucci's and all that stuff i want to work with them but i just want to see more than like again past me like in terms of plus size representation because i don't see enough in the fact that i can't recall any of them is a is an issue in itself even though it's it, even if it has been done by them I, I can't recall it enough where it's like oh yeah that's what they do they're they've got it unlocked they know it so I think going back to the drawing board with that is something that needs to be done. Um, uh, because I think the internet is something that's like, there's always going to be trolls, but I think we've like, you know, we've definitely been like supporting a lot more. Like we see plus size, like, you know, we see a plus size person. We're like period poo. Like, I feel like I'm more inclined to support someone who's plus size just because it's like, it takes a lot of guts to be not even takes a lot of guts. You know, you could just exist and that's completely fine. You want to post your selfies period. Or like you want to post your outfit lookbooks. It's just like, I know that there's not many, there's not as much as there should be out there. So it's like being able to support one another is like something that's like, you know, we all know that's like supporting one another and stuff like that. But um, in that realm, I feel like that helps boost someone's visibility and gets them to whatever goals that they want to be with and like being the change that they want to see within the industries and stuff like that. Again, not just about me, but just in general. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. I love that. Yay. Oh my God. I, I always get the warm and fuzzies at like the end of every episode. I'm like, period, period. I, I just, I love this for you. And I think all of your ideas for like what you should see in the future of like the fashion industry, just spot on. Honestly, it should not be that hard to have that representation. But like you said, for these high-end brands, they need to get with it. They need to get on track and they need to, like you said, go back to the drawing board and just you know, put that representation, even like you said, beyond just you, but like, it shouldn't be like a little token plus size girl that you have in your campaign. And you're like diversity, inclusion, equity, we did it all. And it's like, no, you did not. You made no points, but it's okay. So I want to make that point about like, also behind the scenes, like, yeah, inclusivity, but is she getting paid the same amount as everyone else? 
that's the real question. Are the plus size girlies and the plus size guys, are they getting paid the same amount because, and the same for, in the same, in the, like, the shade range, like, are your white models getting paid the same amount as your black models because I'm going to need to see those figures if that's allowed legally. I don't know. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it has but, to be. Yeah. <laughs> we want to know. What, what does your boardroom look like? What is? What are the designers? Who was a part of this campaign? Who had input in make? Listen, we want to see it all. We want transparency. And we want our diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion exactly. and our representation in the film period. Exactly. Yeah. I think as a last a final question, because, you know, I'm not done hyping you up yet. I just want to know for you, you know, what's up next for you? Like, you know, where do you see yourself? I, I always hate this question because it feels like such a daunting question, but like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what work will you be doing? Just like, what are you excited about? Any like upcoming projects, dreams? Would you like, even in the future, maybe want to come out? I don't know if you have a YouTube channel already, but like maybe like doing like YouTube or like, you know, coming out with your own beauty or fashion line. Like maybe we see some designs, like what just, you know, Put it on. Let us know. <laughs> um, I think I, 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 for okay. Well, in terms of like in like what's coming soon, um, I'm actually working with like uh with a brand for like my first collaboration, like my first clothing collaboration, um, and it's going to be a lot. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of what I was like, <laughs> um, a lot of things that like you know. Like, I'm taking a lot of inspiration. Like, the research that I've been doing for it is, like, insane. A lot of that is being put into it in terms of, like, I told you guys, like, a lot of my inspiration comes from, like, uh, like my, um, uh, like, photo albums and things like that, like, nostalgia. So I've been, like, literally going through my photo albums, like, it's nobody's business, like, seeing what my mom used to dress us in and, like, seeing how I can incorporate that into, like, our, um, our like, our line. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to get, but it's like, it's with a, like, it's another black owned brand and I'm so excited for it. And so the size inclusivity is going to be there and it's just something that I'm really excited for. So that's like something I've been working on the, in the near range. I don't know when it's going to be like, you know, completely sometime before the end of the year, I want to say. Um, but that's like the big project that I've been working on, which is why I've kind of put clothing and makeup looks on the back burner for time being, just because, um, I had to work on like you know, you like business. I had to like adopt like <laughs> yeah, I got business. I was like y'all have to understand. I was like when I asked on Twitter like these polls, I was like y'all want a fall lookbook or you want Halloween looks? They said why can't we get both? I was like eh, y'all want fall lookbook or Halloween look? Cause I don't got time for both anymore. <laughs> um, and, and then we, <laughs> it's all love. They know it's all love with them. They know, but um uh yeah that's that's what I have like going on so far and in terms of like the future I don't really know what like it has like I don't know if I want to continue being like an influencer type of thing like when I'm in my like you know mid-20s and stuff like that or if I'm going to be working at one of these brands that I like look up to or something like that um I at some point want to work start to like meander to like behind the scenes type of things um but not right now I kind of want to be this yeah I want to be I want to be spotlight right now I want to be the model and stuff like that but at some point I do want to like go on the back burner when I'm kind of like you know what this is it's it's fine but um it's like let someone else have their time you know what I mean maybe that could be I don't know mentoring for being like you know whatever that would mean yeah (laughs) um yeah that's what I would see myself doing I don't really think about that too often. Just it doesn't scare me, but it's just like if it comes, it comes. 
if it's meant for me, then it's going to be, it's going to come for me. But at least that's what I've learned from this like past year, you know, obviously like, you know, work for what you want. Um, but until you figure that out, it's just like, I've personally been riding the wave and this wave has gotten me like, to, I didn't even realize where it would like, I just did my first ma- major ad with like Walmart. And I was like, Walmart, like, hello. Like that was like, yeah, it was Go really ahead. crazy to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so like things like that, like just like came into my, like not came into my lap. I clearly like, you know, I worked for it and stuff like that, but, um, it's just a matter of who's willing to, again, like step up, like, you know, their rebranding and who's willing to include someone like me in their campaigns and things of that sort. So it's just a matter of like, I want to know what the brands are up to because I know y'all love to use like influencers here and there, especially in recent like months. But what are y'all doing to take the next step? So it's um, it, for like these like next few months or things like that, it's uh, more so on them because I don't know what's going on with their campaigns. I'm still shooting my shots with them. But um, if they have more inclusivity, then that's what I would see myself doing is like more actual like campaigns. Like it would be really fun to do stuff like that. But until then, I'm still going to be doing my like uh, thrifted videos and I'm still going to be like, you know, make my regular content. Um, and I'm actually like, I have my clothing haul. Like, I asked my followers, like, do you guys want to see this H and M haul? And they're like, yeah, because like H and M, like you know, they sent me like some really fun like call like like pieces and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was really excited for it. Um, and now that I'm like recovering like better from like my hand and stuff like that, I feel like I'm like comfortable enough to be in front of the camera again. Um, and so like my YouTube video, I literally have like everything ready. So it's actually gonna be coming like probably, I don't know, like within the next couple of weeks or something like that. Um, that's what I have going for myself so far. But the main thing is my clothing, like the clothing collaboration. And I feel like that's gonna help me get my foot in the door to see like, if that's something that I wanna go down that route with. Literally, I did the like widest hand clap. I was like, yes, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank that you. was honestly, I see you whether as a stylist on somebody's campaign, as a concept like person. I feel like you come with the ideas. So like, I see that for you in, yeah. the, in the near future already. But like in the near future, I feel like yes. yes, I'm here for it. They need to brands need to pay attention. They better pick you up before you gone. Like yeah, I'm wrong. before someone else wrong. does. Right, like. <laughs> Nice. But yes, nice. I'm so here for that. Like that, yes, and also can't wait to see this launch. Before I'm ready, 2020 needs a pick me up. So I feel like maybe, maybe this will help us in the final months. Oh man, I hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, okay. Last, our final, final question. This is how we close out every episode. It's just like, what are some things we're loving right now, and what are some things that are bringing us joy? And we try to close each episode with this to like, you know, just bring it back to like, here's what we're grateful for. So. Anyone want to kick it off? I guess I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Yesterday, I had a whole, I didn't do no homework. I did no homework. I have so much stuff to do still, but I did do my hair <laughs> and it was very nice. I did uh, overnight. I did a hot oil treatment. Then I woke up. I washed it out. I did a rice water treatment. I washed that out. I did a deep conditioner thing under my steamer for like two hours and just watched girlfriends and I made it with like avocado and all this stuff. I felt like I was watching all of these natural hair YouTube videos of like, how do they do these things? But my hair feels so soft. Now I have to actually do it, which is why I have this scarf on, but it felt great. I felt very nice. I felt like I went to the salon and I didn't even leave my bathroom in my bedroom. <laughs> that was a full day of work. And I knew like, I was like, damn, hot oil, like a hot treatment and all that. Really was. I was like, um, <laughs> That's dedication. If anything, I was like, you. you got what I want. You have what I want. 
she wants what I have. I'm, I'm procrastinating and just doing my hair. That's really what it was. I was like, yeah, wait. Girl, do you want to feel your way? I can't. All right, who else? What's bringing y'all joy right now? <laughs> okay, I'll go next. I'll go next. I got it. I got it. Um, for me, so usually, okay, we know on this podcast, I'm very much like a workaholic. I barely ever get any time for myself at all because, you know, I just be working all the time. But this weekend, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out. And I went out on the town. You know, I had my mask on, completely safe. But, you know, I went out with a friend on, like, Thursday night. And then I went out last night. I went to Soho. It was cute. I got, like, dinner. It was so, it was fun. Um, I also barely ever post on Instagram unless it's, like, something I have to post because it's, like, sponsored content. And I'm like, Ugh. But I took some pictures that were just me being cute and having fun. And I'm going to post them today at 3. So y'all stay tuned for the post coming today yeah. at 3. Yeah. I did my makeup, I did my hair, I put on a little fit, I had on my new boots, listen, period, and that's, and that's what bringing me joy, these photos I'm about to drop. <laughs> I love that, these photos I'm about to drop, I was like, exactly, exactly, um, what's it bringing me joy, well, I've been, like, you know, I've, I've, especially after, like, the, like, you know, I had to deal with, like, this, like, dog bite, and, like, getting back to feeling confident enough to, um, being in front of the cam just because like wearing a big cast majority of the time like on camera and stuff like that it gets kind of like it's very like you know it's just something that doesn't make me feel confident in myself um so it was really me joy is the fact that I'm starting to feel more confident like feeling like I'm like I, I I want to reach for my makeup I want to reach for like my like you know whatever like these like uh, like these ideas that I've been writing down for the past like two weeks because I know I ha- I couldn't do them execute them right away um but I'm also just grateful just because it gave me time to, like, you know, it forced me to take a step back and relax. And it forced me to, like, you know, go on walks with, I mean, I still go on walks with my dog, but, you know, it forced me to actually enjoy the walks rather than, like, all right, we got to get this hour in because I know she got to work out. Um, and literally just, like, watching the leaves change kind of thing. So that's something that I'm really joyful about because I love fall. So it made, you know, it's very, like, a calm season for me. I love the holiday season. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm grateful for. Period. Well, I love that for both of y'all. I I think that was such a wholesome like way to end. I honestly love that we end with this question because it's always like I'm ready yeah. to go about my day now. So thank you for that. And thank yeah. you, Ariam, for joining us. Like it has been such a pleasure for real. It has. <laughs> thank you. So oh my god, it was actually a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yay. Yes. No, I feel so happy. I feel so full. I got a lot of work to do yep. today, but it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna get it done. That's okay. okay. I got it. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you. But yes, thank you. It's been such a pleasure having you on today. Everyone go check her out on Instagram. I am Braddy B. Also check her out on TikTok. Check her out on Twitter. Check out absolutely everywhere. Everywhere. I am Braddy B. Support her. Um, yeah, just to support it all. Honestly, the the content is absolutely immaculate. Immaculate. I, I speak English. I know words. Yes, <laughs> I know words. Imma- immaculate content, and <laughs> yes, we're just so hyped for her. Also, check out that clothing line when it drops. We're so yes, excited for that. And yes, yes. yes. and in so the meantime. Much, 
Of course. In the meantime, y'all, you can keep up with us on Instagram at Black Girl Blueprint or on Twitter at B Girl Blueprint. DM us any questions that you have, any topics for future episodes, any read the room confessions. We want to hear what y'all got going on in your lives. And if you like this episode, let us know by subscribing, giving us a little review, telling your friends, telling your mama, tell your auntie to listen. Mm-hmm. We yeah, everybody. It. <laughs> little five yes. stars here and there. Don't hurt. No, the little dabble. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything, a little, a little, and even a little, and it helps to have something that works as hard as you do. That's why Valspar has a paint for every job, every room, every time. Valspar. You make it happen, we make it possible. Pros, head to Lowe's today and talk to a pro rep about getting up to 10 free gallons of Valspar through our paint trial program. Exclusions apply. See ValsparPro.com for details. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95.